You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Today, we're going to be talking about some breakout tight ends. Probably one of the most divisive positions in fantasy football. I think we could all agree on that one, right? Either love him or hate him, or people are so bad at scouting him, they just want to get him out of the game altogether. So (laughs) I am joined by my faithful co-host. We got Nate Christian, Porkman, and we got Chev in the house. So let's kick it off. And, oh, it looks like I'm going to kick this one off today. So um, I got a guy here that I like. I've liked him coming out. Um, I'm a Penn State fan. That is noted. Um, my breakout tight end candidate is Pat Fryermuth. I liked Pat Fryermuth more than I liked Mike Gusecki. Everything Mike Gusecki could do, Fryermuth could do just a little bit better. Um, year two after a decent rookie season, 60 catches, 497 yards, and seven touchdowns. And that was with a broken down Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. If you're a Steelers fan, it was tough watching Ben throw the ball. It was, it was bad. Just bad. Just kind of like Drew Brees at the end. Like, come on guys. It's packing yeah. in. It's time. Uh, but I think he could be a quarterback's best friend all over the field, especially when you're looking at Mitchell Drabisky, a guy that's looking to reinvent himself as a starting quarterback, prove that he could do it. Or if he does get benched for the rookie, Kenny Pickett, you know, Great security blanket. He can do everything. Block. He can go out there. He could run routes. He can get open in the middle of the field as well. Um, so he's currently tight end nine on DLF. And I feel like this is going to be probably barring injury or if we have some other tight ends that just explode onto the scene, which historically I don't see that happening. This is going to be his lowest value. Now, acquiring him is a little bit tricky here. Um, that depends on whether or not it's a premium. So if it's not, he seems to be like a mid-second-ish, maybe some other assets put in there. Um, and if it is, it's like a late first to get Frymuth on your team. So um, I say get him now while you can. And I did do a trade where actually I received – I had Frymuth, and the guy that wanted him was a Steelers fan. I think I got Kittle in like a second. Oh, my gosh. Which I didn't even counter-offer. I was just like, yeah. No, just take it while you can. <laughs> or – I did one of those. Yeah, I'll do you a favor. You could have that mm-hmm. prime youth for George Kittle in a second. So, <laughs> what a guy! Yeah, what a man. small guy. I think I'll stay in that league. Man, um, Pork, who is your breakout tight end candidate of the year? This was a guy I thought about putting on on the list as well, but I feel about I feel like I talked about him a little bit already, so I switched it up. But Pork, who you got? Yeah, I decided to switch it up a bit because I, I, I can be honest uh, right now. When Brevin Jordan came out, I really wasn't high on him. I know Nate had him super high on his rookie rankings uh, for tight ends. Um, but for me, I, I had to see it. And what I saw last year, I know his stats don't really show it too much because, you know, I don't think he uh, he didn't, I think he played nine games last year. Um, and, you know, as a rookie tight end, you're not really, you know, out there playing pretty well for the most part. Um, but from what I saw at the end of the season with uh, with Dougie Mills, they actually had a little bit of a uh, they had a little bit of a <laughs> of a of a rapport, and they and they looked really good. They had uh, I think he had three touchdowns. I think he over over a hundred uh, yards receiving in total. But um, they they looked really well, and and without a John Mechie, 
Um, this year it's just Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks and who else? Uh, I think that guy is going to be a Brevin Jordan in, in the red zone, um, just out of necessity. I know they're, they're not the best team now, so they're still going to be behind and they're still going to throw the ball. And I, I think that's going to be a really good uh, safety blanket for Mills um, in, in between the 20s and in the red zone. So I think they're going to be kind of looking for him. And I think with with the uh, the value was ADP, I think he was a tight end 28 on key trade cut um, as a starting tight end, which doesn't really make sense to me. Um, I, I like him. I like him a lot there um, with with that price. So, yeah, give, give me a lot of uh, Brevin Jordan with, uh, with Dougie. Give me that all day. Where did Dougie come from? That's all. I, I, that's know, his. That's his nickname. Is it really? Is it? Yeah, it is. It is, is it? They call. They call him Dougie Mills. All right. Do, do okay. they? Because I listen to a yeah. lot of people talk about a lot of football, and I've never heard that until like. <laughs> actually, I heard it today. Actually. Okay. Um, Dougie Mills. Brevin Jordan is a prime example of also why I feel you should do your rookie drafts after the NFL draft, unless you're in a Devi league or a C to C league. Had you done that draft beforehand, likely you would have taken him fairly highly because a lot of people even the talent Nate you did, I know I did to a certain mm-hmm. extent as well. You know, guys like him, Malik Willis, drafted really high. And again, the fantasy football community pushing their narrative onto the NFL. It just doesn't work. It's a square peg in a round hole. That is what she said. So um a guy too, when he was drafted very late, I was picking him up late in a lot of drafts and you're talking where he was being drafted like fourth, fifth rounds, probably cash in more on that. Now, personally, if you wanted to move him, I'd hold because if he has another good season, you're going to really be able to cash in next year. And if not hold him, start him in your lineup. What if someone offered you a late 2023 second? You can have my Brevin Jordan for that then. Exactly. Yeah. So, it depends. Some people are out there throwing out twenty. But if they offer you a third, I understand. Like, yeah, I'll probably just hold, yeah. just take the upside with a third. Yeah. But hey, if you look, so that means if you're looking to get Brevin Jordan, it's probably going to cost you a late second. You might be able to get with an early third, but mm-hmm. it's probably what you're looking at. Maybe get someone to move off of him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get me to move off Brevin Jordan too. So, um, all right, Chev, let's go to you. Another guy that I like. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I just like tight ends. I don't know. Who do you got? Who's your breakout Big tight ends guy? Yeah, no, I, Pork, I'm honestly surprised you didn't go Gerald Everett, man. I was I was thrown off. I kind of left him there for you too. And he's four. You, you didn't you didn't dunk that one in, man. I, I appreciate I the switch. Up, talking bro. about the same person. I was wanting you know yeah. switched up a bit. Here's well, the problem: Gerald like Everett him, is like so him. old. The only thing he's gonna break it's out not of not even that old. Mike, is how old is he? <laughs> There's no way. Not Jared Cook. <laughs> oh, no, he's not Jerry Cook, Mike. Is Jerry Cook playing like, this year, by the way? Or is no, he's not, not yet, he's 28, he's 20, Joe He's 27. Gerald Everett's 27. He's practically yeah. dead. Bishev, who is your Jared, breakout tight end this yeah. year? Yes, you yeah, too, so All right. Look, let Chev talk. Don't be rude. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm going with Hayden Hurst this year. I know it's probably not the sexy pick. I think his ADP is like 23 or 24 at the moment. But there's still value in being in the offense that has good pieces around you. I mean, Jamar Chase, incredible. T. Higgins, great. Tyler Boyd's great. You get Joe Burrow. Is it Dougie Burrow? I don't know. Uh, Joey Burrow. <laughs> Joe, Bur- <laughs> Joe Burrow. I mean, you have great pieces around you, and that's only going to open up some spots for you in that offense, in the middle and whatnot. So. I know they used their tight end a, a decent amount last season. I think that's a place where they can get a little bit more production. Uh, they didn't pay uh, Uzuma to stay. 
I know he probably would like to stay with Joe Burrow, uh, but he got a bigger contract. And Hayden Hurst is coming off a season where I think he was like tied in like 42 or 43. So he is really far behind from what he did the previous season, which was like a tight end nine. Uh, so I think he bounces back this year. He's on a better team. Last year, Atlanta was just god-awful, just no production in red zone or anything like that. Kyle Pitts was there. I mean, that doesn't help you. Uh, sorry, Hayden Hurst, but you're not Kyle Pitts. Uh, but Hayden Hurst is a guy that I think will benefit having Joe Burrow as a quarterback in and being in that offense. I think he can block well. I think he's that's going to open up a lot for him, too blocking and then coming out of that and releasing for a pass. I think that's going to be really awesome for him in the red zone this season. Uh, so I think Hayden Hurst is a guy that could definitely go a lot higher than what his ADP is projecting. And he's going to do a lot better than last season. Tight end 41 is not even going to be close to where he's at this upcoming year. Yeah. I just checked a few minutes ago. He's actually tight end 23 right now. Um, so people are starting to catch on the Hayden Hurst. I love this pick and you know, I know he's kind of quote unquote an older player for a breakout. I think he came into the league a little bit older, Nate. Yeah, he did. He was, he was like a little 24 older. or 25 when he came in. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, oh, well, why didn't he catch on blah, blah, blah? Well, because let's be real, Mark Andrews is better and yeah. Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts is better. That's not saying that Hayden Hurst is a bad tight end. He just keeps getting surpassed by these guys who are freaks of nature and fantastic tight ends. Mm-hmm. So I love the pick, Chev. I love the spot that he's in getting Hayden Hurst everywhere that I can cheaply. Um, So Nate, who do you have for breakout tight end? Another position I feel like you'd love talking about. I do. Like I said, just give me a league of wide receivers and tight ends. (laughs) Stop me. If you've heard this before, there's a tight end out there who had like top eight targets, didn't finish with any touchdowns and therefore is being slept on. You know who I'm talking about. It is Bears tight end, one of the many they have, Cole Komet. Cole Komet, <laughs> who is the number two target for the Bears right now after Darnell Mooney. The offense, I don't think it's going to be very efficient. I don't think it's going to be great. But Justin Fields is a good quarterback. He's going to do enough to make two receivers happy, and Cole Komet is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Cole Komet is athletic. He's more athletic than you probably think he is. You can go on player profile and see that because he ran a 4-7 at 262 pounds he can get down the seam he can break it open he's had terrible touchdown luck last year zero touchdowns he's sure to score one this year yeah he is he's gonna have positive regression he's going to score points he has volume coming his way he's actually a good tight end to just you know to boot so cole Komet, the easiest buy for tight ends right now Mike, can you give me what his current ADP is? It's it's a value, whatever it is, because I think Cole Komet is certainly a top 12 tight end, but I think Cole Komet has upside in that Bears offense with Justin Fields to catch a lot of passes and be a better playmaker than you probably think he's going to be. So I think he has like kind of top six tight end upside uh, over the course of like the next you know four or five years. Tight end 13. Yeah, and you can get him outside the top 12. His ADP has climbed tremendously. Yes. tremendously. I've been talking about it all offseason. Exactly. Exactly. Chev, uh, you always talk about how the Bears have a million tight ends. Just to let you know how the Bears tight end depth chart is shaking out currently yeah. as of August 2nd. Cole Komet, Ryan Griffin, James O'Shaughnessy, Ryzen John, Chase Allen, and Jake Tungus. Tungus. Is that Ryzen John? John. 
I'm just yeah. going for him because his last name's John. I mean, that's that's pretty sick. Is it J A W N or no? It's J O H N. But oh, he's yeah, yeah, he's getting cut. He's getting cut. Seven. John. It's John. He's six foot seven, but two hundred twenty-seven pounds. So, Smith. And also, Jimmy Graham is a free agent. So, thank the Lord. Yes, he is. Thank the Lord. Man. <laughs> Before we head out, though, just a quick question for you guys. Um, you know, just looking around the league and everything like that, what are we doing with guys like um, David Njoku or Irv Smith? Irv Smith, apparently, they get they get a finger injury. Uh, it's going to have surgery. I don't think that's anything. Um, anything. What it is is just another injury, a long yeah. list of injuries for Irv Smith. Yeah. But a guy like him or, you know, I've been off, I've been off Irv Smith, and I've made that quite clear, yeah. so we – that answers that. Mm-hmm. What about a guy like David and Joku projecting to be the number one in that Cleveland offense? It's going to be without their starting quarterback um, for six weeks. So it's Jacoby Brissett season for a little bit. I don't, I don't, I don't know. What are we, what are we doing with these guys here? Yeah, I mean, maybe you know, you take. I like Njoku better than Er Smith. You know, he's got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's very athletic, and the team is committed to him now with a big contract. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson is an upgraded tight end over Baker Mayfield, and you know we've seen Watson use his tight ends. You know, not super great, but he was never really given a good one mm-hmm. in no, uh, with, with the Houston Texans. Now, huh. I do have a question. Do you guys know, Mike? Maybe you can look it up real quick. Deshaun Watson, like his rookie year. Or maybe like a second year. Did they did they have like an Owen Daniels still or something like that? Or yeah, I don't think he was there. At tight end his entire career. I think they had what Aikens and Aikens uh, and Jordan Thomas and mm-hmm. yeah. Jordan Thomas. Didn't, I don't think they had too much of so much of anything at that time. Do you yeah, remember so. what his rookie season was? I want to say like 2017 or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. I, I really only. I only remember him targeting the tight ends in the red zone. Yeah, it was like touch, like touchdown dependent. It was like nothing like PPR purposes. Yeah. So, like for Njoku, for me, that's that's the part that I get. I'm like, I, I see the talent there, but is it the fact that he didn't have talented tight ends, or he just, you know, that was just part of the offense? I think he didn't have talented tight ends, so he just had like three decent ones. And I think the mm-hmm. ball just got spread between them because they split snaps. If Njoku is given the majority of snaps, I think he gets, you know, like the combined stats of two or three of those tight ends that, you know, Watson had with the Texans. So, you know, we put those stats together and you get a pretty decent tight end. Maybe not a tight end one, but you, you probably get a, a high tight end two with, you know, some pretty big upside on, you know, some random weeks where with that athletic ability pulls off, you know, 100 something yards and two touchdowns. I have the information for you. Deshaun Watson's rookie season, his standout tight end was Ryan Griffin with 13 catches for 158 yards and one touchdown. Or CJ Fedorix. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, 14 catches. Yeah. Yeah, so, so not great. It's one of those guys where I feel like Deshaun Watson is in the same realm as Ryan Fitzpatrick in the regard of we always try to project what tight end is going to be relevant for him, but he might just mm-hmm. not be the guy that looks at a tight end very much. That just might not be his game because if you recall, he's also a guy that doesn't really throw to the running backs a lot either. Remember when Duke Johnson got traded oddly enough from Cleveland to Houston, everyone was saying, here's the receiving back that Deshaun Watson never had and it never materialized. Now, I don't yeah. know if that was 
Bill O'Brien's ineptitude as a play caller and head coach, which very well could be the case. Or maybe that's just not Deshaun Watson's play style. He, I think he's a guy, he likes to get it to his wide receivers. And you know what? I just don't think he looks at his backs. I don't think he looks at his tight ends very much. So for me, Njoku, Irv Smith, I'm staying away because Njoku, you're having almost half a season with Jacoby Brissett, which actually might be the best thing for David Njoku, to be honest with you, based on Jacoby mm-hmm. play style. But Irv Smith's always hurt. Yeah. Listen to, listen to this, boys. Yeah, go ahead. 2018 Deshaun Watson, his leading receiver for targets was DeAndre Hopkins at 163. The closest person to DeAndre Hopkins' targets was Will Fuller at 45. Oh, you know, my gosh. You know what that tells Target me right there? Hog. Buy Amari Cooper. Buy Amari Cooper cheap. If he's projecting as the wide receiver one for the, the Cleveland Browns, buy him cheap. They're going right? to run I mean, the ball better than the Texans did, though. Well, that's, yeah. that's for sure. And I will say, I looked at, I just looked up in Najoku's in slot snaps. Because, you know, you mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was like, well, he targeted Kosicki a lot, but Kosicki plays 97% of his snaps yeah. in the slot. Yeah, so yeah. He's not really a traditional tight end. He's a big slot, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, you know, I could see Njoku playing that similar role. You know, he's athletic. He's, he's larger. So, you know, he could play as a big slot. But I looked it up. You know, that's Kevin Stefanski offense. Not going to use a lot of sn- slot snaps for tight ends. Uh Last year, Njoku only played 84 slot snaps, which was a 13% rate. You know, not mm. good. He's going to be playing in line a lot, probably. I mean, he could always change. You know, they gave him the money. Maybe they use him like that. You know, Austin Hooper's gone. But, yeah. How much do they run two tight ends, you think? I feel like they run two tight ends probably a good amount. But I could be wrong. I think early. I think when Brissett's there, they might. Yeah. Yeah, hey, just, you know, to, think- just to help them. This could be a situation where Kareem Hunt's value takes a massive nosedive too. Yeah, because he's yeah, not getting those receptions out the he, backfield he, as well. Exactly, and like I said, just it, Watson's just not a guy that seems to throw to the running backs. And again, I feel like this is a circumstance where he's probably never had running backs as good as Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. And again, I'm all for Smith. I haven't forgotten about him. I just don't care. <laughs> I don't think I I feel like the Browns, the Browns should be running a little bit of 12 personnel because they still do have Harrison Bryant, too. I know they don't want to, you know, waste that draft pick. So I feel like they're going to use the both of them as well. But if they're giving all that money to Njoku, which didn't make sense because they, they could have uh, gave it to him before, that 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 whole thing could just let him walk. And you got Harrison Bryant, Nate's tight end one of that class, <laughs> and, and, and use that. And it would have been cheaper. Yeah. Harrison Bryant's look good. Whenever he's out there playing, he's he looks like a good football good. player. And I just looked it up. You know, Cleveland uses two tight end sets uh, about almost thirty percent of the time. Okay, two tight ends, which means Harrison Bryant's going to be out there. Yeah, so I'm thinking mm-hmm. right there with you. There you go. Pick up. Some Get him cheap. There you go. Get everybody yep. cheap. That's the way I like to do it. You guys <laughs> have anything else before we head out? No sir. No sir. Nope. No? All right, great. So we're going to kick it out there. But before we go, again, head on over to Underdog, play some best ball. They're going to match up to 100% of your $100 deposit. So go ahead, throw in 100, make a couple more accounts, throw in a couple more 100, and use the code <laughs> Rewind. Also, don't forget to check out our friends over at SeatGeek. Want some tickets? Go to SeatGeek. 
Use promo code DynastyRewind for $20 off your first purchase. That's some great swag. Head on over to Brittian.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind merchandise. And I really strongly consider you, unlike my brother-in-law, Vinny, who refuses to check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. $5 gets you all the premium stuff. $1 gets you in the Discord chat. So until next time, everybody, for Chev, Pork, and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. Thank you.